Today on Nine Works Radio, the ethos and philosophy of can manufacture. Brought to you by NineWorks.co.uk, the fastest growing online Porsche community, supported by the NineWorks Marketplace. NineWorks Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, hosted by Lee Sibley, Andy Brooks, and Max Newman. NineWorks Radio is carefully produced with special input from experts around the industry and powered by our valued members of the NineWorks Driven Not Hidden Collective. Andy B, how are you? Yo, yo, Mr. Sibley. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. All good. No Max today. He's, uh, I'd love to say he's in bed, but no, he's, he's hard at work, actually, isn't he? So He is indeed. He is indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excited for our for our guest today, because um, obviously we've, we've driven the car that we'll be, t- well, the company that we'll be talking about, um, and, the, and the car, which was yeah, pretty amazing, wasn't it? We had a, a great time taking the Cam Manufacture 912C for a, for a coffee run across Dorset. Yes, um, it was really cool, wasn't it? I think uh, to, to paint a full story for the listener, you and I went along to drive the the, the Cam 912C, yeah. and uh, we were just going to have it for a couple of hours, weren't we? Really to kind of explore uh, West Sussex and, and, and the country roads around there and, and maybe do a little bit of a YouTube live on it. But, um, I got a couple of miles down the road really and thought, wow, no, we need to do something a lot more than with this. So the guys kind of gave it to us for a couple of days Yes, <laughs> and it yeah. allowed, allowed you and I some, some like great time behind the wheel some to, to pop time. off and yeah, you know, we brought it back to Dorset, took it on some roads that are familiar to you and I. Yeah. Um, obviously you brought your 911 along as well, because you can never have too many Porsches in one Absolutely. video, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. And, uh, and, and yeah, get stuck into the car. So it was really interesting to see how cams 912C resto mod, which for top level is a 750 kilo, uh, flat four sports car, putting out 190 or between 170 and 190, uh, horsepower, depending on the state of tune, which is all kind of up to you from behind the wheel there's um as well as the uh, switchable exhaust there's adjustable tractive suspension which you can do on the fly while driving it's a real cool car and a, a complete offshoot in terms of everything else that's going on in the resto mod world yeah so absolutely. i love it's it its own thing that's what i love about it yeah it's its own thing completely yeah it's not trying to copy everybody else it's it's yeah it's got and it's so well built as well. It's just, yeah, yeah lovely. Really, yeah. really enjoy driving. I, you must go and, if you don't know, there's a great video on YouTube <laughs> on NineWorks TV um, where we go and drive the the Cam, Cam Manufacture 12C. Definitely. Uh, what, 912C, yeah. So yeah, go, and, go and it's, it well, there's there's two, to be fair, to worth checking out because yes. the, the, the first one was when I drove the car last year. So that was in its kind of most raw and race car very very race car spec kind of form yeah um so go f- maybe watch that one first and then take a look at andy you know mining your drive through the through the countryside this year where again some of those modifications are more kind of focused towards a touring sort of orientation to see how that car has changed in in how it feels how it sounds um the emotions it gives the driver um because it, it does look the same and again where you're saying that cam is so different to everything else andy 
you know, if you say the word resto mod and it, you know, for listeners at home, what comes into your mind when somebody says resto mod? I think you can picture it. I think we've yeah. all got a similar sort of look and, yeah. and everything else. Whereas the cam project is completely different flies in the face of all of that. Um, which I love, you know, I love, I love the variety and, and, and just how different this concept is. So we have driven the car on video, but for today we wanted to dive into cam as a brand find out about cam manufacturer and, and in particular mickey kasma who runs cam manufacturer and find out his story and his influences that have brought us to this project yeah a bit of the back back story of a, of the whole project i think it's really nice to get into that nitty-gritty yes it is yeah it, absolutely so um with that in mind we might as well jump straight in andy yeah let's get mickey on mickey kasma from cam manufacturer welcome to nine works radio hi guys how are you very, very, good. very well, thanks. Very, very well. We're, good to see we're, you. Yes, we're, we're really excited to talk to you, Mickey, because we have followed your story of the 912C over the last, well, 18 months now, really, and, and, and watched that develop. It's been, by all accounts, a fantastic summer for you because the car has been everywhere. Hasn't <laughs> I it? See it? I see it on Instagram every week, and it's all over the newsstand of the magazine. So, you know, ev- everybody has seen that car, which is great. And so we're looking forward in in this conversation to diving into a little bit about the company and, and you as well as the car. But I suppose first off, how do you feel the last 18 months has gone with this 912C journey? Well, actually it's less than 12 months because we started off end of September. Uh, so we're, we're in, let's say 11 months. Crazy. I think the, 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 the best word is to describe crazy. Uh, <laughs> we've been in, in so many places, met so many very interesting people um, the car transformed, I think, three times at least, totally. Um, the first iteration that you drove, it was very, very, <laughs> to my taste, uh, it was a track-focused <laughs> car. Um, I, actually, this car is also very much for my taste again, but um, in a different way. Um, it is more compelling, and, and it's more. It's still a very driver's car, but, uh, but yeah, it's more, it, you can actually daily it. So so yeah, that was the whole goal. Anyway, so for the for the um, for the last couple of months, it was just crazy. I mean, it was it was literally on the road. I just I was looking at the clock yesterday on the car, and we did more than ten thousand miles since May. Really, wow, That's incredible! And then that is development miles. They yeah, are yeah, you know testing. hard wearing miles. You yeah. know that's super. Million miles, press miles, and <laughs> track miles, and and you know it, it. I would simply call it hard miles. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, and, that's and we never had any issues i mean we had one wheel bearing failure in the rear and that was it so honestly not much happened yeah in that way how many bums have been in the seats do you reckon that's a question that's a question yeah i don't know i haven't gotten that that's for sure <laughs> I, I reckon it could be up near a hundred which is great for the feedback like you know and um, yeah. we, we'll we'll pop a couple of links for for listeners if if they're not au fait with the story so we drove the car in its kind of first iteration last year when yeah as you said mickey you know very track focused andy and i then drove it um only a couple of weeks ago now actually 
where yeah. it's uh, we we said it had been injected with some touring esque mods. But as as you said, you know, you could you could daily it, you could go road tripping in it. So it's a very different car, even though on the on the surface it looks the same. So we'll pop a link to those videos in the description so that people can catch up with that, and it'd be interesting to see what they think. But I, I suppose, Mickey, the first question is why a nine twelve to start this nine twelve C project? Well, there are several reasons. Um, um, there is a technical reason, there is a story reason, um, there is a design reason. So first of all, I really appreciate underdogs. And I think the 912 is one of those underappreciated cars from the Porsche scene. There are many very good underappreciated cars in the Porsche scene, like 924, 944. There are many, many really good cars in the Porsches, but for some reason, because of of the very strong 911 scene, it just, you know, people don't get it or, or they, they just don't pick it up, don't try it. I don't know. Anyways, uh, but the 912, I think genuinely from the short base generation is, is, is a better car than the 911. I mean, I'm talking about the performance side. I'm talking about handling, drivability, usability. So the 912 is a very good car from, from scratch. So if you, if you're looking for a um, classic car that you could, go around in a city with with ease and comfort then and then you really want to have a classic i would rather buy a 912 short wheelbase than a short wheelbase 911 or even an f model um a 73 2.4 i think handling wise the steering the turning it just if you just want to cruise around you don't really care about the top speed or anything like that you're not going to take long road trips then the 912 is your car for sure and I like the simplicity. So that's the other part. Uh, and then there are the technical reasons. Um, obviously, uh, it's the lightest one from 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 the cars that you can buy um, in stock version or original version. It's 960 kilos uh, originally. So I don't think there is anything less than that. Um, and um, yeah. Um, and the weight distribution. So obviously the engine is stuck then so much further in. The engine is lighter. It just, it just, it's just a more interesting car to start with. And nobody really have touched it. So, so these are the basic, basic reasons. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. You made made a good point to me on camera previously, Mickey, in regards to like the weight distribution and how the flat six engine in the back of, of obviously all 911s, but particularly the early ones, they hang so far over the rear axle, whether it's because the flat four has two cylinders missing, that that weight is kind of shunted forward slightly, isn't it? So there is kind of a natural better balance in terms of 912 and 911. Yep, I agree. So that was the, the, the foundation. And then, you know, we just tried to put the uh, Porsche ethos, the 911R ethos into the car to make it in a modern way. And it was very interesting also to see what we can do with the four-cylinder engine. I mean, Porsche had many really great four-cylinder engines. I mean, again, like the all the underdogs, people just don't know it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that the 356 guys know more about the four-cylinder engines, but in generally speaking, people know more about the flat six than, than anything else. And and my personal favorite four-cylinder engine is the, is the Foreman or the Carrera engine with the four cam. And um, that's, I think, one of the, the most beautiful piece of engineering of all time. I mean, partially the reason why we have chosen for our for our cooling system to, to resemble that is, is because of a, a homage like or, or, you know, 
something like um, showing uh, uh, showing some some kind of respect to that that uh, engineering side. Although it's our engine is a is a pusher engine still, but still we we wanted to increase the airflow, and that was kind of like a, a, a way to do it. I think. Yeah. So yeah, um, and I think those those engines really deserve a much more um, a much more focus on 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 general level, and and the truth is is as the more I started to dig in and to see and look around what is possible with it, there are actually quite not many, but there are a few really good engineers out there who's who's, who's making good good moves with the with the four cylinder engine, and one of those is is uh, Pitt, my friend in Switzerland. JPS here cool. So he does he he does all the long blocks for us. Amazing engines. He started out in the 90s at the Salzburg at Porsche Motorsports. So he really knows what what these air cooled engines are about and what are the capabilities. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a real thumper of an engine, isn't it, Andy? Like we obviously experienced it a couple of weeks ago. It's, it is. it's incredible what you can extract from from that engine, really. Yeah. Is it um is it the original uh 912 engine? case and then you've built on that or is it like the polo engine i'm educate me on on what the the basis of the engine is if you would it's it's the same engine so basically if uh if the client provides or we buy a matching number car then it will stay a matching number car yeah so we use the original casing we we just modify it uh, if i want to be correct basically that's the only thing that we keep from the original engine yeah, the rest of it is all changed, but the casing and the uh, uh, oil pump cover is all, all original. Okay, so new cylinders, new heads. Uh, we have, first of all, it's originally it's a one point six, so yeah. we have to extract to to two liter, so machine it up to two liter, and then we have to obviously use a different crankshaft that can hold the double amount of or more than double double of amount of power. Mm-hmm. We have different pistons for compression. Uh, we have different uh, cylinder heads. They look the same, um, but internally they're changed quite a lot. Um, what else we we changed? Um, obviously, the intake and the exhaust system is simulated. Yeah. The throttle system uh, is also, we created it. It's right now, currently, it's a drive-by-wire system. So, and fuel injected. So uh, it's the the basis of the head is that still eight valves, um, single yeah, single yes, single yes. spark plug. Yep, yep, single spark plug. Yeah. Push. Well, you know the, this whole thing about the twin spark plug is is always been like an interesting debate. But since we have now there's good fuel on on the pump stations, uh, mm-hmm. or relatively good fuel, we don't really need twin spark plugs. So twin mm-hmm. spark plugs were really for from the sixties seventies when the fuel consistency wasn't there and um, they really needed a bigger spark to, to ignite and that was the reason why they had that uh nowadays it's just unnecessary okay so it looks cool you can do it and i understand some people do it because of uh, again for the looks or or for for the race heritage or you know they want to be uh closer to period correct uh, uh, motorsports upgrades um absolutely fair fair enough but um from engineering perspective nowadays we don't need that yeah sure yeah. has it surprised you mickey obviously we'll, we'll dive into the the uh, considerable yep. amount of people and experts around the industry that you've worked with 
shortly. But um, has it surprised you in terms of the um, flexibility of performance that you can extract from that engine now? As you said, it's more than double the power of the original. Mm. You, you've you've said to me away from the mic that you can you can get more out of it as well. You know, it's just finding the sweet spot. Well, we're working on it actually to get out more out of it <laughs> as we speak. Um, but um, I think we're going in a different route. So uh, it's not about the top end at the moment. It's more about the drivability. So mm-hmm. what we're trying to achieve, and 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 we're very confident what we can we can do that is creating a very torquing engine, very much like uh, the nine eleven. So something that pulls from 3,000 to 7,000 all the way. Um, if I can already say it, uh, based on the simulations that we did um, on the engine design, what we, we were planning to do, it's it's very much the same what we have, just a little little differences, just little differences, and it made, makes a huge difference at the end. <laughs> and uh, so we can create an engine that has 190 newtons from 3,000 to all the way to 7,000. And again, in a car that weighs 750 kilos, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So because what I miss, and and I think you guys also felt, is at the moment the engine is more act like acts like a bit like a racer and race engine. Mm-hmm. So the shift starts to operate over 3,500, 4,000, and that's where you start to feel the torque. <clears throat> I want to make it more closer to to the to the RPM range where we most of the time use the car. So you want to, you know, just shoot out from a car uh, behind just to overtake. You really need the torque. So it's not like constant gear change, constant gear change. So it has to have a relatively big torque, even a little lower range. So that's, I think, I think that's more important for us at the moment. So we might even say that 190 will go to 185 just because of, of getting more torque. So, but yeah. obviously somebody, if there's a client that wants to have high peak, uh, you know, performance, and let's say for, for race and for racing it, it's doable and it needs a bit of a different mindset, but with that mindset, we can go absolutely over 200. Yeah. It's not a problem, but then we're going to lose all the door torque on the lower end. But, but yeah, uh, so there's, there's still more in it. It's very interesting that there's still more, there's little things, really little details. I would never thought of that. I'm not an engineer, um, by nature, but still. So yeah, interesting. Superb, superb. So Mickey, what is your background then? And how did you, how did you end up with this, with this project? Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Come on, let's hear it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm a film producer. I spent oh, yeah. the last 20 years in the entertainment and, and film industry. Yeah. Um, mostly mostly commercials, music videos, shorts, features, but mostly commercials. So um, I've been running a um, uh, film production company and post-production company, which I actually kind of like a lot because it's very similar to what I'm doing right now. Um, you have a story, you have a vision, and then you put together the best people, and then there's an outcome that uh, that people like hopefully yeah, when, yeah. when you hear it in the cinemas so but before that before you're not showing it to anyone you don't really know it you're just really hoping that you're doing something that other people will like it yeah so, and it's always a combination of the team and and i truly believe in collaboration and team so in, in film it's it you can do a film on your own it's it's not a one-man show and uh, you have to trust and you have to gain trust and you have to understand and you have to also uh, look, search, 
you really have to keep on searching for the best. Otherwise, you're compromising the end result. And I think that's what I brought over from from my previous 20 years of, yeah. of uh, filmmaking into the cars. Great skill sets to transfer across. Yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> Thank you. And the the car side, I've been always a car geek. So yeah. from childhood. So, you know, I've been collecting matchboxes. I've been playing Lego. I was building cars. I I remember I once I tried to build a, a gearbox from Technics and, you know, all crazy <laughs> shit but when, when we were kids and then trying to replicate like a real car. And um, I spent all my summers when I was in, in elementary fifth grade from basically till high school. I spent the you know, summers in a garage not so far from my parents' house. I did different sort of weird, strange race cars, rally cross cars, rally cars, track cars, and obviously street cars. And one of the first cars that I, I had to work on was a Beetle. And that's where I was astonished about the simplicity and the sound and the looks of the flat, flat engine and the flat four engine. Yeah. Never had a Beetle um, because I said that if I I will be able to afford it, then obviously I will go for the king of the flat engines and go straight for the Porsches. And um, about 10 years ago, yeah, maybe, yeah, 10, 10, 10 12 years ago, I bought my first uh, Carrera, 3.2 Carrera from the States. It was convertible. Nice. 84, uh, paint a sample uh, car. I drove it, um, I restored it, sort of like a rolling restoration, you know, tried yeah. to understand it. Uh, funny thing, first first moment with the Porsche, uh, we, we flew out with my wife to New York. It was somewhere in Connecticut where we had to pick up the car. But yeah, the seller, super nice guy, he had the keys, we drove around, never drove a Porsche before, not even mm-hmm. a first Porsche, so... <laughs> I didn't know how it how it's gonna feel. Um, first thing that astonished me, the loose 915 gearbox trying to find gears. Yeah. This is the Porsche feeling. Wow, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you have to probably live with this. And um, so we bought the car, we started driving, and the huge thunderstorm came and we stopped in New London and uh just for a for a, for a dinner, quick dinner. And we got back to the car and the car didn't start. That was the first moment. (laughs) (laughs) And I owned it for an hour and a half and it was already not starting. Now it was simple. You know, the DMA really got really old. And because of the vet that came through while we were parking and it was leaking, obviously, a little bit like all convertibles are leaking. And that's what was it. So I didn't know that. I didn't even know where is the battery. So <laughs> baptism so was, of fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was basically just misfire all the time and didn't catch up. So I was like, well, what the hell? Anyways, that was that was funny. Um, and then it picked up. And then I um, I sold that car because I realized I'm not a convertible guy. So you ex- exported that from the US back to Budapest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah back to Budapest. Um, I've. L- I've started to learn and understand that in Hungary, we don't really have many experts for Porsches. Mm-hmm. And I started to get deeper into the whole uh, Porsche and, and understanding Porsche and what what's ex- actually it needs to be to get it maintained and serviced. And then um, later on, I sold that. I bought a 964, which I drove it daily for six years. It was a beautiful, amazing car. Actually, I bought it from UK. It was a left-hand drive Japanese car. Uh, Got it from well traveled <laughs> yeah it traveled it traveled a lot. 
And um, and also I found because in the meantime I got into racing. I I started racing circuit racing with an E30. We have a, a 325 challenge in in uh, in Hungary and in, in mm-hmm. Austria. So I'm not saying I was into it like the full time and doing the whole season. I did a couple of races whenever I had time, but I really enjoyed it. And then I started like, well, I'm a I'm a Porsche guy, so why why am I racing with a BMW? That that's not good. <laughs> I need to have a race a Porsche race car. So I started looking into that. I got one from New York, upstate New York, an ex PCA uh, race car, I think class five or GTS class five or something like that. I don't know. It was a three liter, three liter SC, eighty two, and uh, it was a project. It was running. Uh, although the the uh, rings were broken in one of the cylinders later on, we figured it out. So there was a couple <laughs> things that didn't quite work out in the car. So it was a full restoration, and it took me two and a half years to get it running and get it get it finished. And that's where it was the that's where it was a point where I had to understand that now this is a modified nine eleven. So I had a hard time in in Budapest and around it to fix up a proper nine eleven, a stock one. And now I am getting into the modified version where nobody understands and nobody has a clue. So I had a old warehouse for my film business where we kept our our, our uh, sets. And uh, we did that and I converted it into a garage. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So you became the expert. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like it. It's like, fuck it, then I can, I can do this better. Like you know, running the circus uh, circles, and, and you just didn't get there anywhere, and and I was like really angry. It's like we have to. I mean, there is sure there is a way. I mean, this is not rocket science. Yeah. And I was, I started looking for people, and luckily I could find people. So there are people actually. Just you know, there are not many, and not everybody ever advertises themselves that well. I'm a Porsche expert or whatsoever. Yeah. I, I started to to actually build my own garage for that particular project and that was that was where it all started well i was, I was going to ask so i know you have lived um stateside for a while and uh you know i've, I've been to budapest and it's not exactly a, a hotbed for porsches as you kind of rightly point yeah. out so i suppose uh you know did you find that quite frustrating in in the sense that when you were over in the states you were able to really ingratiate yourself in in car culture and porsche culture and it's so varied there and 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 you almost kind of got to drag culture to budapest where where you are you know i would say in budapest we have a very different car culture i wouldn't say that there is no car culture because that's not true we have a very mm. strong community but the base and the foundation is in, is is coming from a very different uh uh, idea or mindset it's obviously it's geographical reason mm-hmm. yeah and, and also historical reason so yeah socialist cars are more focused and then later on in the 90s uh we get also you in hungary german cars are kind of like the glorious things and obviously porsche was on the top shelf so something under it like mercs and bmws were kind of like uh what what was the top of the top so what i would say in hungary besides the socialistic cars and mainly ladas uh bmw is the next thing yeah so in bmw you can get whatever you want extremely good guys i'm not saying there are no other brands and there are no specialists in other brands and there is also i'm I'm sure there's a but that's uh, the biggest enthusiastic i i I think if you look at the races 
even at rallies and 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 the rally cross there's still like relatively lot bmws yeah and rally stages you see there is a whole class for ladas so you know that that two things really kind of like you know still still very strong porsche not really because it's it's it has been always probably very expensive and people never really dare to to race with them yeah. i know there were a couple of guys that were rally crossing with with porsches in the 90s with probably with some modified g model cars uh probably th that they got like uh, for cheap and uh so there is not really heritage for porsches porsche always considered this a luxury car so never really you know and not, never really a bit anybody dared to touch it and yes you said lee correctly that in the states it's totally the opposite they modify everything like everything and uh they are not afraid to touch Porsche Lamborghini or Aston Martin whatever they 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 modify everything and um and Porsche has a huge huge culture out in in the states and I've really enjoyed it and yes it's very simple over there simple I mean relatively simple <laughs> but, uh, you can get into a store and you can buy pick and there's actually online shops where you can get parts there's a huge documentation there's a community you can actually relate and ask people and also like you know there are decades of experience from people that that been maintaining their Porsches I mean again Porsche is not rocket science I mean I think if somebody is a bit focused or has a bit of an understanding of mechanicals they 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 can do it most of the stuff at home I wouldn't say that you should try to rebuild your own engine at home uh but but the mo the rest of the part you can really do it especially in the air-cooled cars yeah yeah and yeah. um, so, how long ago was it when you set up this garage thing for for you know porsche specialist becoming a porsche specialist uh, mm -hmm. about five years five years five years ago yeah so is that still running or is that have you no that that's that's our little shop that we still keep in budapest which is yeah. like maintenance garage it's very close to my home and to my office so it's a relatively relatively comfortable for me yeah. just to have it say, you know we have a lift we have the tools over there it's not big but it's yeah. good for your quick services uh installing suspension something uh sometimes friends ask me to look after their cars I don't don't pick up any like servicing jobs there's probably just two friends that uh when they they ask me to do it then I'll, I'll do it for them but um but i we just don't have the time anymore yeah, and I'm, yeah I'm sure in servicing anyways so we started doing a, a new shop in in outside budapest uh about an hour and a half it's called the uh, city mishkots and it's an ex it's basically our rust bucket or rust belt sorry it's our rust belt um that was the heavy industry um in the socialism it was mm -hmm. very strong heavy industry and um so it's a very developed in in a sense that for work you can find everything what you need so for the bespoke builds and everything and there are a lot of good technicians and engineers out there uh it's it, it sits basically uh the tall at the, at the at the leg of the tallest mountain so rallying and and rally cars is a thing over there. So Mishkolt's rally is one of the one of the epic rallies in in Hungary. Mm -hmm. So it has a quite car history. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah. So there are a lot of rally teams living there. 
there are beautiful roads uh like hill runs and and hill climbs and and really amazing amazing curvy roads so and and my partner uh who helps me with the um, bespoke parts and the engineering design uh Shandor he, he lives there so it was kind of like a natural choice to to go that direction yeah and um that's where we we're going to probably create our own facility so we're growing over there we just got a bigger space uh it seems like we need to get a little bit more uh soonish probably from january but uh but yeah it, it's it's growing it's growing over there so is that giving you a good base for getting parts made so maybe carbon fiber parts made yes. machined parts is a good source we, we, for needed, we needed space because we have so we have a bespoke part where we do our own molds obviously we we machine our own molds uh we have our own ovens for the carbon fiber so okay. it, it creates a, quite a lot of space that we yeah. need so you're doing all of that type of uh manufacture of carbon parts actually in-house rather than yeah. it being subbed out right right that's okay. incredible yeah. that's yeah. absolutely incredible yeah uh that might actually change us for logistic reasons and and simplicity yeah so it won't take us uh time away um uh, i'm actually looking for other companies at the moment mm -hmm. to see and get but at the at the current stage we're doing it in-house right awesome. so all of the parts that are on that um car that we've driven they've been manufactured in in-house by yes. you guys wow yeah amazing so we try to do everything well as much as possible in-house obviously yeah. we have a cnc machine that that part goes out uh mm -hmm. and there's but the design is, is in-house we have our 3d scanner we have our own 3d printers so we do the uh prototyping we do the fitting uh we have very good partners for the for the body uh part uh it's semi in house ish i would say so with the dismantle and everything the preparation is done by us that's uh, all the metalwork side of things for the main yeah, tub yeah 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 but that's also we have now a very very good partner in in Mishkots, we found mm -hmm. uh been doing porsches most of it most of his life yeah and what's the focus of, of porsches so so really good yeah really good experience good. yeah it's, uh, it's it's nice to hear that the project is is going to continue to be based from Budapest and, and in particular reference to what we've just been discussing. You know, you can write a new Porsche history for for the area and, and a new chapter on it. Why the UK, I suppose, in terms of like there have been certain developmental aspects of that car, i.e. Uh, the development of the tractive suspension this year, the switchable exhaust, which is now on there. You've, you've um, again, involved yeah. the car a lot over in the UK this year. How come you chose the UK? It's interesting. I think UK has the most, um, well, probably one of the best car history in the world. I mean, it competes probably with the US, but but I think even the US car history kind of roots back to the UK. Uh, the manufacturing, the engineering, uh, everything that, that really you're looking for in a small scale, small number, uh, high-end car is here in the UK. Formula One, most of the teams are development teams are here yeah. rally teams are here i mean pro drive uh, they're just you, you can name it there you look around there's so many of these shops around uk it's it's astonishing yeah and, and so culture, many supporting businesses as yeah, well aren't there absolutely and it's all right it's not just in one location of the uk it's everywhere mm. 
uh, and it, it it is it is just mind blowing, and for me, it's very inspiring at the same time. It's not just that we work with these people, but we just share some ideas, and you know that you're in within you you become part of the community, with which again is very welcoming because you know I think what we we try to establish is something different than you from the concept of classic cars slash restomoting, and um, people appreciate it, really appreciate it. And you know, German is Germany is is uh, is is awesome in many ways, but they're purist in their sense that they prefer cars in a way that they roll out from the factory more mm-hmm. or slash hardcore racing. Yeah. So there isn't they don't understand or they don't like. I don't know what's really the reason behind it. In between modifications to to create something different. They kind of like to have it. This is stock. This is a race car. And um, UK is very much like what I was thinking in the US I had in the mentality. So and UK is much closer to what it is. And also it's a global community. So, I mean, from here you can reach the whole world. I mean, UK is, is probably just because of the historical reason has a huge influence on the rest of the world. So that was the reason why we have chosen UK as a starting point and becoming like, uh, you know, now we have two homes in sense. So UK and Hungary is is where we are. Yeah. And I really enjoy being here. I really enjoy like driving around here. Um, you seeing the country very different, you know, the seeing the culture, the people. So it's pretty cool. Um, and, and I like traveling. So for me, it's 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 even a plus bonus, mm-hmm. so to say, uh, with this whole for project so yeah, yeah. That, that's cool that's very cool has this um you know coming to the uk for this year was that was that pre-planned or did it sort of develop um and then you found partners or you know and found yeah was it a i've got a 10-month plan i'm coming to the uk i've got these things to develop or was it <laughs> did it well, did it sort yeah. of yeah I, could, I would say yes no both, <laughs> both. Both, little yeah. bit of both, little bit of nothing. It's I have a very, very, very good partner over here in the UK. So I have I have to mention Paul Garlic. I mean, he's he's an amazing partner. He yeah. does the, the press, he does the uh, marketing, he does um, communication, he does handling the car. He does he's he he has been doing amazing effort to to this whole project. So without him, it, it, we wouldn't be anywhere uh it's 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 really his his work and and i'm very i'm i'm, I'm very glad and I'm, I'm appreciating um i think we became a friend during this whole process and and i it's a it, it's been very good so yes we tried to plan it i mean paul tried to plan it and um and i was being uh i, I pushed the dates most of the times because we weren't ready yeah. And I'm trying to be, you know, very much uh, focused on the card. Like, yeah, yeah, I know we have to. Yeah, yeah, I know we have to be in UK, and I understand that we have season. I understand that now, but we are not ready. We are not ready. When, when are we ready? We're still tweaking. We're still working. We're still anyway. So we plan to be in the beginning of May, and then I think we arrived end of May or some finish. Yeah, and that was the same thing with last year in September. So we were planning to come end of august and i think we arrived beginning of october ish for the for the first iteration to show the car so and we were working the last minute 
<laughs> last minute we, we, before we put the car last minute focus i call it it's yeah. focus <laughs> yeah so we were literally working in a car before we we, we we got got on the road so yeah so yeah um so it was planned but obviously as soon as it it's we were here we were more accessible the car was accessible uh we started to appear at places people started to recognize us we got more busy we got more inquiry um the more they've seen the car the more they understand what we're talking about i mean i think clearly this car is something that you need to see and drive yeah it's very hard to to tell because if you look at it i mean obviously you see those bespoke little things and easter eggs around it but throughout a picture it's very hard to see so that's why i'm glad that you guys drove it and you made a video because video probably describes better than what it is than than anything else uh besides driving it or seeing it in life so this car needs to be seen otherwise you can't really it's it's just it it looks like a 912 or a 911 short wheelbase period i mean it has a different wheel and then you t talk about the engine it's like yeah sure 190 horsepower so we are not really in the numbers where you know we're trying to compete with the 400s and 500s and and, yeah. and other stuff so, you're, you're you doing know. your own you're doing your own thing um I, I don't care about the numbers to be honest yeah mm. well there's only one number that i do care is the is the weight of the, the car weight, yeah yeah and the engine is is sort of say if you if you get deeper into the engine building you realize that it's more complex just chasing numbers and creating something reliable horsepower reliable torque drivability matching the gearbox all that is yeah. probably more important the feel. more important yeah. yeah the feel how you drive how you are in the car that that's more important than yeah. than than you know giving up giving like a crazy number out there i mean there's so many companies out in the restaurant scene which i think has questionable numbers um yeah. and i understand why they're doing what they're doing um but it's still kind of questionable mm -hmm. why would you need that yeah and um and I think, I, I think there's so many resto mod companies that are trying to emulate the guys at the top. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm seeing that, you know, there's, there's almost like resto rod resto mod failure for me is that there's so many companies that are trying to emulate, you know, the singer let's, let's yeah. go there. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, I, I've lost count of how many people are trying to create the same look, the same feel. Um, and I feel that you, as a you know, as can manufacturer, trying to do something very different. And I also see people like Tuthill with their 911K. It's very different. The Gunther yeah. Works is very different. They're not trying to emulate. They're, they've taken inspiration from being a resto mod, but it's a very different, a different uh, type of experience. That's the the, the thing. Different yeah. experiences. I, I, I totally agree, and I think. Everybody has its own version on restomoding. What yeah. restomod means for them. I mean, Richard taught here with this amazing 11K car. It's like he hit it in a totally different way. So he yeah. created an, an engine, basically. Or, and around the engine, he created a car with with the, that crazy idea of the six-speed 915 box. It's, <laughs> it's so it's many so, innovative ideas. So, yeah, it's, it's incredible. So yeah the way the car handles everything it's just 
it's amazing anyways yeah, yeah i agree um and i think restaurant watch should be a bit different for everybody anybody and there is no one general rule what restaurant means yeah. or what yeah. what would you try to do with it my personal goal was to have a classic car yeah that is that is uh that is reliable uh you can trust so you can actually sit in it and drive long distances anytime um performance wise it has to match today's standards in a way i'm not saying i would like to be the uh gt3 rs what mm -hmm. what or gt2 rs uh, what porsche came out obviously i won't so that would be silly uh i'm i'm trying to create and represent the feeling yeah yeah to create a safe and and confident uh, driver's car where you you kind of can feel what james dean or you know steve mcqueen was feeling in 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 their times without the hassle that they had to go through to get that adrenaline while they were driving these cars i really yeah. wanted to have a car where where you can have a connection so when you're turning the steering wheel and you get into curves and you actually feel that oh now i have a grip in in the right front uh tires and and now i have a grip so i understand start to understand the physics intentionally so it, you don't have to think but the car gives you the feedback and you learn more you learn how to drive these cars you get more confident you 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 get it there and i think what's with the what with the reason why i don't like the modern cars because they gave you this false belief that you're a very good driver mm. yeah because the electric and and all the the drive uh helping systems basically you you're getting very fast and these cars are super fucking fast and you're getting there getting there and there's a mistake and you don't know how to handle it mm -hmm. and then you're just there in the situation and if the if the computer can solve it for you you're good but if you you can't then you're in trouble yeah and with these cars first of all you won't go that fast because you have to learn to go fast with these cars yeah you get faster and faster day by day hour by hour the most you spend time with these cars with these analog cars and that knowledge gets into you so you will have it all the time yeah and everybody I... looks in a different way so uh, that was that was my 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 idea the process that i i really wanted to have in the car and i think we we're we're almost getting there that 90 percent 80 percent there's room for, for 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 getting better for sure yeah we well, seem to be on a, a very big sort of um trail of development and yeah. things have improved i mean lee's driven it last year um he conveyed how different it was this year um all step improvements that sort of make it more drivable maybe a little less mickey <laughs> rally style um but it's yeah really mickey. really it's different mickey i think and i have to understand mickey's growing up <laughs> yeah mickey's growing up and also you have to appreciate it i mean this is this is more what i i was thinking as an ethos i i took it to the extreme in the first iteration i was too much focusing on the motorsport side of the things yeah and i had to understand that it's too much maybe it's all right it's an all right compromise for myself but most of the people don't like it even more they might be scared mm -hmm. get into these cars and these cars or that car and the way it handled it handled more like a race car so 
people don't know how to deal with the live with the race car so it might be scary for them and i wanted to get that feel out of it i wanted to give them the confidence rather than and and the freedom to to drive the car so one of one of our slogans is the dare to drive is partially it's it's because of that so a it's a reliable car so you can you can actually drive it anytime and also giving back the confidence of driving uh i think that's that's the most important part of of everything what we do with the cars the cars meant to be driven the cars need to be driven whatever you drive doesn't matter but but it needs to be driven yeah. and i think as soon as you have that little fear because of the the real reliability or because it's hard to drive then then you're not going to use you're going to yeah, stop yeah. using the car mm-hmm. sooner or later you try you try you try but you get tired and then it's just like oh god yeah i mean, i've i've driven sort of yeah older stuff that you do feel like is it is it going to work um is it going to start what's going to yeah. fall off um when i drove the the 912c it felt such a complete package um felt very solid even though it's very lightweight it felt so well put together um uh, i think i conveyed that on the video is that you know mm-hmm. it, it just everything felt right you, you can feel the superiority of the build like in in, in yeah. everything from like the the touch points inside you know which a, a lot of people going back to the resto mod sometimes that can be overlooked um mm-hmm. but then like yeah. the, the engine and the character of the engine and the way the power is delivered um and the gearbox like everything was there um, andy and i we even commented actually that you even managed to just despite obviously the lightweight of the, the car and, and and the doors um being carbon fiber you still managed to retain that kind of quintessential porsche clink when you close the door which yeah. matters yeah. to us enthusiasts like you know Absolutely, a lot of people yeah. might overlook that but you managed yeah, to retain if you, if you the important bit shut the door and it went wang yeah it just <laughs> wouldn't be right would it it wouldn't yeah. be yeah wouldn't be porsche yeah. There, there, well, are, there are. I just wanted to say there are two things that have really impressed me with with this build from the start, Mickey. Aside from what Andy was saying, was that superiority of the the build of the car, and, and it really is exceptional. The, the the first thing is like particularly this year, you have been very present with the car over here. Obviously, we we bumped into you at Porsches by the Lake when you brought the nine twelve C along. Yeah. You kindly brought the car along to the nine work stand at Flat Six Show. Yep. So you know we can see your passion and everybody else can can see the passion that you've got for the project which is important in ensuring that all the details are properly executed with that car right but the the, the thing that really stands out for me when i drove it the first time in 2022 i returned the car to you at goodwood where we we'd met for the morning and uh, you said how was it and i gave you my uh, kind of top level feedback and then you 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 said what would you change and I yep. found that really interesting. You didn't just take, okay, well, that's what that journalist thinks and on to the next. You were interested from the outset in improving the project. And, you know, I've no doubt you asked the same question to every journalist and everyone else that went in there. I did. I did. I mean, this is this is how we ended up with the modifications. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I have to be honest. I mean, that those feedbacks that you guys gave and you gave were were the um, ground set up for 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 the new iteration for the second iteration so basically we took the car home i had to digest i had to think about it how can i fit those elements into the the idea and the concept that that i was thinking about and and we started working and i didn't know 
how are we going to solve that? What will be the route? And then we just started to think what what can be done, and and what what needs to be changed, what what needs what what can stay, what is already kind of good we can lock, and then what what needs to be improved. And yes, I I think it's important. I mean, listen, we all different. We all have a different point of view. And the reason why I like to ask the journalists like Yuli is because you drive so many different cars. You drive so many different Porsches. It's really it's really about getting more the the reason why I gave out the car as much to as many different people as much as possible to get more different point of views. Mm-hmm. Really, really try to find a fine ground i'm not saying to please everybody because we can't please everybody but managing the expectation of 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 a certain level i think it's important i mean going back to the original where we started like film in film in film what we do is we do trial trial screenings and we actually invite the different a, a, a lot of different type of crowds as an audience and and we base uh, hand out questionnaires to the audience what did they like what did they not so like we have these pre-screenings like testing it as much as possible yeah with with real audience and and see the critics criticism what what's what's good about it and what's not so what can be fixed should be fixed before you release it um in a final stage and i think that's what that's what i wanted to do as well here it's mm, testing out the, testing the grounds and see what's the reaction uh in general is is the concept working do people like this concept or is it just only me that that going that direction um what do i need to change luckily fundamentally we didn't have to change the things it's just tweaking it and getting better and and maybe tuning down certain things it is still very very uh sports or i'm not saying track focus because that would mislead the people but the fundamentals and the idea is coming from track cars and then we're going step by step i think to the daily driving mode yeah now i'd, I'd say it's, a, it's a focused road car isn't it i'd say it's a focused road car yeah with this suspension now you would be amazed i'm i'm so pleased like we were driving yesterday evening with Nimbro back and forth, like both of us, and it's like transformed. So it you've, was, it you've, was very you've done before. some work on the suspension since we've driven it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, just, we 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 just finished it. The last couple of days was was with the suspension tweaking. Uh-huh. Uh, it was interesting because um, I was a bit skeptical, to be honest. Okay. So I met Simon through through Tractive. Yeah. And uh, I was skeptical about it. And because uh, the suspension was great, I mean, I didn't know that there's there's so much that you can put into it. There are little things, and um, I came to Simon to basically, I would, I would rather say, test it in a way, sort of, sort of say, mm-hmm. to really see is there is there is there that much into this into this uh, suspension still, and then we spent two days uh, with him at his shop. Where he took the suspension, um, spring grades. Uh, he dynoed all the suspension. He came up with ideas. He drove the car. He put back. He changed certain things, and then got it back, respringed, uh, changed the base distribution here, there, 
we he went out drove it came back took it apart tested again like dino <laughs> sounds like a busy oh, couple of days it was a busy couple of days yeah. i mean two engineers and 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 a mechanical guy was working on the car two days just yeah. on this car and the end result was a different car in sort of really? way in in nuances yeah in nuances the handle is you get way more confident now scary <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an interesting proposition yeah, yeah. looking forward to it, it the third drive Mickey. <laughs> yeah. yeah with them um, with, with, with guys, the... the next car the next car you, you'll you'll drive it will be different and and i hope you will like it because it will be more torque better suspension better handling probably a bit more comfortable inside as well uh with the seat belts and and different seat seat position adjustment oh, don't change those seats too much i like the seats they were good yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah i really i, I found it a little too... i found it yeah. a little upright in its position i could would i'd probably dial it back a little bit sort of put some spaces under the front to tip it we're gonna we're gonna change all the seats designs to side mounts so we can actually okay. you know like in the racing seats you could you could change your your initial stand or position of the seat to your liking and then you can move the rail obviously in front uh we we're, we work right now two more seat designs one comfort seat which is all reclining and then there is this rsr seat which is a copy of the original porsche porsche rsr seat with the headrest but it has a 15 percent of, of of reclining in it or or adjustability not much but still something and then this we have this this full bucket seat which which needs to be redesigned also for for side mounting so we can actually make it the way that oh, yeah. you like it yeah i, I like it because it it's small it looks yeah. good visually yeah. in the car it does yeah but and, but it was nice and um i didn't feel like um my ass was being squeezed into a yeah into it you know it, it felt i felt nice in it it was really and it had nice support up on the sides uh, it wasn't trying to squeeze my ass it was more squeezy squeezing my sides a little bit which was really nice i'm recording so, yeah. this as well so next yeah. time that somebody nags about the seat i'm, I'm going to show this and say, yeah what's um what's the record <laughs> what's the the future of the 912c project then mickey and and for cam at large Ooh, uh, well now we have to focus on the client cars and and make them sure that they're going to be superb yeah and quality and and design and every standard obviously there's a lot of room for improvement engine suspension wise fancy materials get it more light i would like to have it sub 700 some way some way that's that's my goal obviously the engine would be great to have it in a road version over 200 but we'll see i mean we're not going to compromise the reliability yeah. of the engine just just to chase numbers but still it will be get to to go there uh, and there are different projects that we're working on there is a uh, concept car that we are we are thinking that kind of it's an in between it's something new something interesting but still within the ethos with still within the 912 uh so there is a lot of like ideas where we can go i was thinking to also take a targa a soap window targa Lovely. and play with that as well what we can do you know um some 
and like a more rally inspired rather than the track inspired. I don't want to say safari car because everybody is doing safari cars, but no, it's more <laughs> like a rally inspired beach theme, something, something. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm think, still formulating the idea of what we can do with the soap window because I love the soap window. They can zip it off in the back and then it's just like, yeah. it's pretty cool. Super cool. Yeah. So, in, but in general, for the 912 series, at the moment, we have to focus on the current cars. I think that's that's the main idea. Do all the engineering, uh, create the process of of of, of building, creating uh, the process of quality control and quality management, um, making sure that all the vendors are in the line. Uh, it's now it's it's manufacturing. Yeah, it's it's a bit boring <laughs> compared to designing, but I think this is the key. This yeah. is what makes you different from from uh, from just a one-off car. Yeah, is that can you be consistent? Can you be consistent with the quality? Can you can you really manage the expectation of the clients? Mm -hmm. How how you're going to handle? You know, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to have high volumes, of course, but uh, but at least uh, the volume that you are taking. Yeah, what's the goal as far as um, you know the client cars that you've got lined up and the sort of finish times for those? We we plan and uh, we say twelve months uh, as soon as we get the donor car to a, to our shop. There is a yeah. three three months window in case uh, there is a material shortage or some sort of like sure. uh, an unexpected uh, problem. Um, we we believe that we can sort it out or actually find a B plan during that three months if if something is needed. I mean, we got into the situation. The reason why this car doesn't have a new set of uh, gauges uh, because Smiths got into uh, the gauge manufacturer. They got into a chip shortage problem, mm -hmm. and they had to redesign the whole set of new gauges on, on a new platform. So, yeah. so obviously that that was three, four months, and by the time it was ready, the car was already here, so we couldn't install it. So that's there in the industry, obviously. That's there in the world. So things unexpected things can happen. But generally speaking, twelve months is what we're what we're we're kind to reach as a goal yeah. for the build. I don't want to push it too much. I know that there are other companies for restoration and 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 also for restoring. It's two, three, sometimes five years. I mean, I I'm as a customer. I would I would not buy a car for waiting five years. Yeah, uh, I think we're living in a quite fast world, in an instant world. You have many choices, and if you have a dream or you have you have a vision for something and you want to buy it, you really want you you really have to get it. I'm not saying soon, but in a realistic, fair and fair time. Yeah. And I think a year should be in it. Yeah, yeah, agreed, okay. agreed. It has to be said. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, and how many client cars have you have you got? to do in the next 12 months <laughs> uh, well we are about four cars at the moment excellent good yeah and um and we are working on a new prototype car wonderful amazing yeah we're looking oh, forward to fantastic. hearing more about that mickey yeah all, all in due course no doubt there's yeah, um, got, for, for <laughs> listeners he's got a huge smile on guy. his face he's he's yeah. so happy <laughs> well i can't wait I mean, we, we, I really hope that we're going to get it for the next season. Yeah, we shall. Um, we shall keep our fingers crossed and our eyes peeled for that, Mickey. Um, before uh, we sign off, we uh, would mind, or we'd, we'd like to ask you if you wouldn't mind picking a, a Nine Works Marketplace Gem of the Week. 
um is it they're a little bit different on there compared to a 750 kilo 912c however well, hopefully there'll be they're, something they're, <laughs> for they're you. actually quite hands of hands full of good cars over there to be honest uh i was i was really amazed um a, it's a tough choice i mean i i would probably go for the roof cdr the 3.4 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's the closest to to what i like and then yeah. the 993 rs is is also something that i would probably go for it yeah yeah Those are they- the the, the the roof is an in- interesting concept, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, based on um, I think it was the SC. It's, it's at Philip Raby currently, and um, it, again, like a, a roof. When when speaking to like the roof family, they've said that like the whole appeal behind those cars is if you know, you know. You know, they they don't mind Absolutely. the fact that if, you know for nine out of ten people that walk past those cars, they just look at it and they say, "Oh, it's just another nine eleven. But for the one person that really gets these cars and understands it and goes oh that's a roof that's what means something to them you know i, I don't know if there's been um obviously roof being a, a lot nearer to, to you than, than any other kind of company that fettles with the cars i wonder kind of if there's been any um inspiration taken from from those cars absolutely. over the years or absolutely roof is roof is probably in the porsche scene as, as far as i consider them they're not resto motors yeah they're proper, they're proper company, they're proper car builders. They, they have a very strong engineering and design team. Yeah. I don't like the interiors, but everything else, uh, I could really, really, you know, resonate with it. I really like how they, they keep on going and evolving and evolving with, with the cars and the concepts. I mean, the new CTR is just mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. And, it really, really and, is. And, and everything what they do, I mean, in, in a certain degree, at, at their time was mind-blowing yeah. and the yellow bird was mind-blowing and and you know i mean there's so much behind it and and i agree with them if you know you know uh if you mm. don't you don't i mean cam is pretty much the same thing if you would paint it and hide the, the carbon windows on on the car it's the same car yeah it's yeah just a 911 exactly. 912 short wheelbase whatever you see that it's a bit different it's a bit lower different wheels well who cares it's just another one yeah but the but detail you know, you know. The details make yeah. it you know yeah um just going back to that roof car can i can i talk about the headlights on that roof car yeah what do you think oh jesus put some proper headlights back on it please and that's what i like about cam manufacture you're not trying to put on led headlights and tail lights and adding no. all the, the glitzy shit you know you it's true to what it was but you've turned up the dial on everything but not not putting glitter oh, yeah. on the uh, top yeah. you know it... It... yeah go on mickey <laughs> No, no, go say, say, sorry. I well, I was, I was going to say, there's, there's probably a practical element there, like the, the how, how the kind of how the light looks is subjective. I actually don't mind them, to be fair, Andy. But you and I, our tastes are quite different. But I, I yeah. think, like with a car of that age, that they're, they're well known for just having candles up front rather than headlights. So putting kind of modern technology into how the, um, how the car is able to illuminate the road at, at night, I would say is probably a good thing. I don't know. No, it looks shit. <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of, I mean, conceptually, I agree. I mean, if, if, yeah, if you can do something better and safer, it's, it's not a bad thing. Hmm. But 
personally, I think the Porsche lights are not bad. I mean, you just need to change them. Yeah. I mean, we buy brand new lights and they work perfectly. Yeah, put I mean, some relays on. Okay. We have just normal H4 uh, new, you know, lights in the front, and it it it, it does the job. Honestly, I don't I don't mind it. I've been driving yesterday and and before. It works. Uh, so I don't feel that it's necessarily needs to be a LED or by Senon something, yeah. something, something, something. It just really visually distracts the car. Yeah. As, a, as, a, as, as from the design perspective. Yeah, I Absolutely do. I do in, in touching what, what Andy said, I do agree wholeheartedly, in fact, that, you know, like there's there's a real resonance with what you said, Mickey, as well, in, in like a, a roof is. Hey, they, they're a manufacturer in their own right, but nine out of ten people would just go, "Oh, that's a nine eleven." Um, if if you know, you know, and and again, exactly the same with 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 your car. If you know what you're looking for, you know exactly what it is. Otherwise, it it could be to the every man and woman like a a fifty year old fifty year old Porsche. I mean, when I had the the car here for a couple of days, and and uh, it piqued the interest of my neighbour. And uh, he doesn't know a great deal about cars, but he couldn't put an age on it. And I thought that was a real compliment, basically, because it means, you know, the, the, the concept and the design is, is timeless. And what you've done is just added the right thing from an engineering point of view to enhance yeah. that car. And, and I, I feel like that actually is the future for us as car enthusiasts. It's not so much the latest and greatest thing that comes out, because, as you said, it makes everybody look far better behind the wheel than what they actually are um there's big performance but not a lot of soul attached to the numbers and so for us as driving enthusiasts i do think that as a as a whole rather than just mere factions we will start looking backwards to get our kicks yeah and that's where the, the the beauty of a resto mod comes in because it gives everything that we know and love about the older stuff but with as you said the reliability and and yeah. the performance you know unabated by uh by any kind of traction systems and whatever that allow us to enjoy all of that to the max Agree, 100%. Amazing, amazing. Well, look, Mickey, it's been a real pleasure. There's something I did want to say as well. It goes from the start when you mentioned about being in film and um, a little funny anecdote. When I turned up last year to, to drive the 912C for the first time, it was at Goodwood, and um, we, we got chatting over coffee, and you said, yeah, I used to be in the, in the well, I am in the film industry and whatnot. And um, it did make me laugh because obviously I've we've then gone out to the car and I've got out all my um, rather more noddy, camera equipment with this tiny little tripod this you know little camera with like one lens <laughs> and it's not interchangeable or anything and um the microphone i was using for you at the time was plugging into an iphone 4 <laughs> to yes. record on and um it was very different to um you know a normal day at work for you on a set that's for sure but like to your credit you were brilliant mate and um yeah, if if you laughed anyway, you didn't do it to my face. That was ideal. Yeah, no, I do no. remember thinking at the time. Oh I, my I, god! I, I, I do remember that, and I actually, <laughs> um, when I got home, I pointed out to my my colleagues because we we film people can overcomplicate things as well. You know, we we got used to our toys, yeah, big yeah. cameras, lenses, and and such, and sometimes we we lose we lose that simplicity in our work. <laughs> And I actually used a, your example <laughs> and, and told my colleagues, like, there are situations that it's less is more. It just, you don't need it. I mean, I told them there was one journalist, did the interview, did the work with the video, did the rolling video, and 
this is the result. I showed the video to them. It's like, you see, it's a compelling, complete story. Works. You didn't, you, obviously, you can spend more and you can make nice shots and you can do drone footages in it. And then those add up. But for, for, the, for the purpose, this video wants to be, it doesn't need to be more. So I actually used it as a, as a, as a um, <laughs> teaching. So, so you, you did good. You did Lee's really masterclass. Nice. <laughs> that is ideal because, yeah, as I said, I did think, oh my God, this is, you know, oh dear, funny. It was funny. <laughs> but look, Mickey, it's, it's always a pleasure to chat to you. You know, yeah, that absolutely. said. And, and again, like your your enthusiasm for what you're doing just really shines through. And I hope our listeners can, can really get a feel for that in this conversation. I'm sure they have. Thank so. You. Best of luck, it goes without saying, over the Thank winter you. and the continued yeah, development yeah. of that Cam 912C. We look forward to seeing it next year. It's um, going to be a hard winter. Yeah. It will be. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, Mickey, thanks be. very much for, for giving up some time to chat to us on, on Nightmares Radio. Thank you so much, guys, and I'll keep you posted for sure. I look forward to it. Bye-bye. Amazing. Cheers. Amazing. This episode was brought to you by our very kind Driven Not Hidden Collective. If you would like to join the collective to get further access and rewards within the Nineworks community, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Nineworks. You can also support us by leaving a five-star review on your favorite podcast app.